Yeah, of course. So I won't keep you too long, but I uh, want to dig into the album and talk about the tour and talk a little Alice and talk a little uh, Rams, too. But kind of walk me through this album. I mean, that's been the fascinating thing about what I do and talking to people for a living in the past couple of years with the pandemic and kind of how it's affected everyone's album. And certainly you've had a lot going on over the past couple of years, and it did take a few to get this album done. I mean, we kind of first started hearing tunes off of it in like 2021, and now it's finally coming out in 23. So how did the pandemic derail the new album, The Call of the Void? Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say that it derailed it. Um, you know, it sort of was the the catalyst for it because I haven't had any time off the road since my first record came out in 2018. So it, you know, it gave me the time as it did so many other bands and artists to sort of be at home and create, which was great. Um, uh, but then the problem, you know, the thing that did sort of derail it a bit is that when I had all these different guest vocalists that I wanted to have on the record, their schedule suddenly became packed with different features and their own album releases and everything else. So that really was the biggest uh, time deterrent in that was just making sure that we had, you know, the right paperwork, all of our ducks in a row and have everybody that was on it, you know, be able to be on it. I love the album because it's got a little bit of everything. It's got songs, it's got shred. And obviously, when you're putting together an album like this, are you thinking of obviously the the instrumental tunes are just coming from the heart. But when you're writing the the quote unquote songs, are those with people in mind or are you are you writing to the singer or writing the song and then trying to figure out who should sing it? It's really sort of a generalization. You know, you say maybe we're writing a song and we say, I'd really want like a female powerhouse vocal on this. And that could be a Lizzie Hale. That could be a Dorothy. That could be a Lilith Star, you know, sort of like this powerhouse rock female vocal. And then once the song is more finished, then, you know, then we can sort of narrow down who the right choice might be. And with this going on during the pandemic, I imagine recording all these guest spots. I imagine not being in the studio and people kind of just uh, sending files online back and forth for their tracks and stuff. That was the majority of it. Yeah, I did get to be in the studio for for a couple of the vocalists. I was there when David Draymond recorded Dead Inside, which was incredible just to watch (laughs) someone like him work. And uh, I was also there when Lilith Starr did a song called Monster, which was really cool because we kind of got to bounce ideas off of each other. She did some ad libs in the studio that wound up making it into the final cut. So that was a lot of fun. I can imagine. And yeah, like you said, working with Draymond and, and getting to see a legend work. And was that the first tune done? Because that was the first tune we heard or no? Um, it wasn't the first song that we finished like musically, but it was the first one to be mixed and released. Yeah. Love it. Love that tune. I mean, there's so many good songs on here. I'm sure this album's going to have a, a long life behind it. I've really been digging uh, Digital Bullets with Chris Motionless. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I love that one, too. Uh, definitely came from a very raw, real place and became even more meaningful to me with everything that went on last year. So uh, I'm very, very excited for that one to get out to the world. Yeah, I think that one's going to have a, a, a long shelf life in, in radio land for you. And and the same thing with the uh, the Lizzie Hale one and not to discount the Dorothy one, Victorious. And cool to see Dorothy in the video with you, too. Oh, yeah, she's incredible. We were so lucky to get to collaborate with her and uh, her voice, her energy, her presence in the room. You know, when we were filming, it was just massive. So very, very grateful for that opportunity. And the song is the song is taking on a life of its own. And uh, it's that's great to see. And getting to show off your uh, MMA skills a little bit, too, in the ring. 
<laughs> well, I, I left the the real physicality to the professional box. Actually, that's my friend Michaela Mayer in the video. And uh, she is an incredible professional boxer, USA Olympian, world former world champion. So I was excited to sort of tell her story in the video as well. And speaking of all the guest bots, too, got to give a big shout out. We've been talking more about the vocal ones, but uh, having a guy like Marty Friedman guest on the record, too, must have been a dream come true. Oh, wow. Dream come true is the exact way to describe it. I mean, what an absolute honor. The very first heavy metal song I ever heard was Marty Friedman playing guitar. So, you know, it's a Megadeth song. So to come full circle and get to collaborate with him on a track for this record, you know, and, and it wasn't just like, hey, I sent him a song and here's a little section to solo on. He actually crafted the whole piece of music together with me from like different riffs that we both had and different arrangement ideas. So it was really probably the most collaborative of all the songs on the record. Wow. So you, you actually got to be in the room with him and go back and forth or were you sending files? No, he lives in Japan. We were doing it all via file sharing. Oh, that's right. That's right. And what was that first Megadeth yeah. you, you heard? Was it Sweating Bullets? What was it, Symphony? It was actually Trust. Ah. Yeah. That was the, that was the, the radio single when I got into metal. Love that tune. Love that tune. So good. And let's dig into the uh, the tour a little bit. The Summer Storm Tour back at the Whiskey. You got to perform uh, last time at the Whiskey with with uh, David Draymond, and uh, this time around you got Lions in the Gate. Ah, Lions at the Gate in tow. And curious, were you a big Il Nino fan, or did your producer kind of connect the two of you? Uh, actually, my boyfriend Josh knows the Il Nino guys for many, many years. Uh, so it was a very easy connect for us. They're great, great guys. We're actually sharing a front of house engineer. Uh, we could not ask for a better band to tour with. Yeah, I really love what Christian and the guys are doing with that band and real modern sound and, and loving that their debut album is finally coming out now. Yeah, they have a record coming out in August. I've got a record coming out in July and it's it's really cool to be out with another band that's sort of on the same trajectory. You know, we've got very similar style, very similar fan bases. So it's really nice when a tour package works out like that. And it just makes sense for everybody involved. But be honest, the best part about playing that whiskey show coming up on, on July the 6th is going home and sleeping in your own bed afterwards. Right. <laughs> you know, I, I honestly don't even know if I'll go home. It's, I have a weird superstition about going home on tour. It almost makes it harder to get back out on the road. Ah. Uh, but I, I probably will just as we've, we've got our dogs with us this time. They'll like sleeping in the bed. <laughs> I love it. Love it. And, uh, need to appreciate all the time. Just wanted to hit you with a couple last things. Obviously we got yeah. to talk a little Alice Cooper. So rad. The last time I talked to Alice, I was giving him a hard time during the Detroit stories record saying, Hey, I want to hear Nita on an Alice record. And now that's finally happening with the road. Yes. What an honor to, to get to make this album as a band. It's, it's really cool because I've been, you know, working with Alice for almost a decade now. And not only did I get him to guess on my record, but then, you know, the band and myself got to really create this whole road record from pretty much scratch. You know, Alice came to us at the beginning of the tour and said, I want to make a record with you guys. And I wanted to show off how this band really is. So write it on the road, rehearse it on the road, you know, and record it as soon as we get off the road. So we, that's exactly what we did. We came up with riffs and ideas and we sat in each other's hotel rooms and recorded demos and, 
went over songs at sound checks before shows and then literally had our last show on a Saturday, went to Nashville on Sunday and recorded the record on Monday. Wow. All in one day. Uh, no, I'm sorry. We went, we started on Monday. We took a week to record oh, the record. But you guys were, were ready to go because of doing all that practice at sound check and everything. That's great. We did the prep. We did the prep work on the road. Yeah. That was going to be my question. Like, how the hell did you fit in any time to record it? But now, now it makes sense going straight off the road into the recording studio. Yes, exactly. We went into Bob Ezrin's studio in Nashville and it was uh, really organic, really fun. And wouldn't use the word easy, but like sort of easy vibe in there. You know, we recorded as a group in the round. You know, there was no like one person isolated in the room punching in and punching out. It was very organic and very raw and real. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You know, being in the room with Bob Ezrin, I mean, you're used to playing around Alice, but what a legend Ezrin is. I mean, did it make you grip the guitar a little bit uh, harder, you know, seeing him in the corner staring at you? Ezrin is like your your dad that you want to impress in the studio. I feel like everybody wants that sort of smile of approval because you don't get it easily. (laughs) You know, Bob is a, a hard guy to impress and... So you really, all you want is to not get yelled in the studio with him. Um, But, you know, him being a tough taskmaster on the musicians he works with is why he's such a legend and why he gets the best out of every band that goes in the studio with him. Love it. And we'll get to see some of those songs live. Freaks on Parade Tour 2, which will be in uh, Orange County, Honda Center on September the 23rd with Rob Zombie and Ministry and Filter and you guys. Yes, so excited. I do not have any word on the set list yet. I'm not sure if we're going to be playing much of the new stuff, but I will say I really hope we do because the songs are meant to be played live. Like you can just tell, you know, we wrote an album that is meant to be performed live. So I would be surprised if you didn't see some of these new songs creep into the set. And, you know, since you brought up the set list, I got to ask, even though I'm sure everyone asks you all the time, but do you have a favorite classic Alice tune that you love to play live? Is there one that you look forward to on the set every night? Oh, my gosh. So many. Um, on the previous set list, if you would have asked me this the, in the last few years, I would have said probably Roses on White Lace because mm-hmm. I personally am a huge fan of the Kane Roberts era of Alice Cooper. Uh, it was so cool when, you know, when I actually went to see Kane with the band last year, I had like this fanboy moment of watching Kane play Roses on White Lace with Alice. And I was like, ah, I used to do that. And now I'm watching the original guy do it. It's so cool. Uh, in the current set list, we're doing a song called Snake Bite, which is really fun, kind of a bouncy, shreddy little tune. Uh, it's one that we haven't played before. I think Alice hasn't played since the 90s. So we're having a lot of fun with that one. And speaking of Kane, you guessed it on his record recently, didn't you? I did. Yes. His record, The New Normal. Awesome. Awesome to see that synergy in the, the Alice Cooper family. Everyone helping out. Funny enough. Yeah. Now that I think about it, The New Normal came out pre-pandemic. So it's very prophetic of Kane <laughs> to, to call it that. I love it. Nita, appreciate all the time. Last couple of things I got to hit you with. Uh, uh, I'm a big Rams fan. My parents had season tickets back way back in the day when they used to play in Angel Stadium. And uh, man, how often do you stare at that Super Bowl ring? And and do you ever wear it out or does it never leave that? <laughs> um, honestly, it's it's comically big on me. I, I have pretty long fingers and it looks it looks ridiculous on me. I've, I've not worn it out since the first day I got it. I did wear it to dinner that day just because um, as far as looking at it, honestly, I'm just not home enough to admire it as much as I'd like to. But um, 
yeah, it is, it is pretty incredible. That's just one of those dreams that, you know, growing up as a musician, you dream of a Grammy, you know, you never dream of a Super Bowl ring and now I have one. So maybe the Grammy will be next. Who knows? <laughs> and did they, did the LA Rams gig come off of the LA kiss gig? Is that how you got that gig? Actually, no, it's a very similar gig, but they, they were unrelated. Ah, and then they just called you up completely on your own, but at least you had had some experience playing during football games. Yeah. And that, I was really lucky for that. You know, um, when the Rams first back, moved back to LA, uh, my boyfriend, who's also my manager, he always tries to get me involved in stuff that I like, you know, different opportunities of things that I'm interested in. So, you know, I'm not going to be going and promoting like a teeth whitening brand or something <laughs> like that. Like I go and do stuff that like I'm interested in, like football and wrestling and whatnot. So uh, we reached out to the Rams to see if there was any opportunity to work together. And before I became an official part of the organization, it was actually two years. Um, I did one song during the salute service game. I believe that was 2018 uh, while the team was still at the Coliseum. And then the following year, I came back and did the Sunday night football theme. And after that, it was just so obvious that it worked so well that the organization came back to us and was like, Hey, do you want to just do this every game? And I was like, uh, yeah, absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> obviously. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing it full time since 2020. We did it the full pandemic season and the, uh, incredible 21 Super Bowl season yeah. and the less incredible last year. But I, I think we're going to get together this year. God, I hope so. I hope I just hope we didn't mortgage our franchise, you know, to win that one Super Bowl ring. I hope hope Stafford comes back and we get healthy again and do some more damage. I have a good feeling about it. Beautiful. Nita, last thing I got to hit you with. We're an old school radio station. We do mandatory metallic every night at 10 p.m., which you're going to be a part of. And with you being a shredder, I'm kind of curious who you kind of look towards more in that band, Hammett or, or maybe Hetfield? I mean, as more of the lead player, I definitely gravitate a bit towards the Kirk Kamet vibe, but James' right hand is undeniable, so it's it's very hard to choose. Yeah, that's what everyone says, that right hand, all about that rhythm guitar playing and, and, that, and the down picking, right? That's what James is known for. It's lethal, but you know, when you hear James do solos in the show, it's few and far between, but they're, they are always spot on. He's a very, very good lead player, too, so... Uh, I don't want to say that he's only really good for that lethal right hand. Like he is a very, very complete guitar player. Yeah. I love when him and Kirk double up when they double up on leads. Oh, that's the best. I love a good guitar harmony. Maybe you can help me out on this little debate I'm having uh, with a buddy of mine. We've been trying to debate the best Metallica album. My buddy Brad uh, is picking Ride the Lightning. And I say Master of Puppets, which would be your favorite out of those two. Out of those two, I'd probably go Master of Puppets. Yeah. I, knew I would. I, I just personally gravitate towards the songwriting a little bit more on that record. Yeah, I feel like it's a more complete, realized album where there's, you know, everything from Orion to everything is Damage Incorporated. You know, you kind of get the full spectrum where I feel like Ride kind of sounds like it was recorded in a bathroom. <laughs> and and rightfully so it's probably what they were going for yeah yeah real dirty and grungy but it, it i feel like and not that master of puppets sounds perfect but certainly a lot better and certainly a lot more dynamic i agree with you is there a, a favorite tune of metallica we could play for you on mandatory metallica Ooh, why don't you give me a little fight fire with fire 
Oh, okay. Going going to ride the lightning. Yeah, going to ride the lightning. I've been I've been having that riff in my head for a couple weeks now. So that was the first one that popped into my head. As soon as he said mandatory Metallica, I was like, if he gives me a song, I'm gonna pick Fight Fire with Fire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. We'll rock that one for you. Beautiful. Thank you so much for the time and can't wait to see you out there at the uh, whiskey. I appreciate it so much, Mike. Thanks again. Have a good one. Safe travels. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Dude, you absolutely rock. Thank you so much for checking out the entire interview. Now just hit subscribe. Subscribe to the podcast, Radioactive Mike Z. My interviews in their entirety, available on all the major platforms. Tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, whatever you're listening to right now. Just hit the subscribe button. Make sure to give me a follow on the socials as well. I'll follow you back at MikeZ967. And bro, don't miss the radio show. Now 10 p.m to midnight on 96.7 KCAL Rocks in the Southern California Inland Empire area, Riverside, San Bernardino County. Always streaming on live at kcalfm.com. You, my friend, absolutely rock.